Craft Beer Radio, episode 274, on January 4th, 2014. And Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the first Craft Beer Radio of the new year. I'm Greg Weiss. Jeff Bear. And we are here presenting you with four beers for tonight. That's that's it. That's all there is for the opening. <laughs> all you guys who are waiting for the opening and, you know. Some that, clever theme or, or catchy pun or. No. Not tonight. You'll have to wait till later on in 2014 before you start hitting those. <laughs> this first beer is Helltown Brewing's Mischievous Brown. Uh, as Jeff said, we wanted to get some more brown ales on the show. And so he brought this in. This is a, this is a Helltown Brewing's local to us, right? How yeah. close are they? They're Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant. I don't know, forty-five minutes away, right. maybe, maybe an hour. This is draft only, so unless you're nearby, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to get your hands on it. Five point five percent alcohol by a volume twenty-three IBUs, malted with Maris Otter Pale Munich, Karen Munich, extra dark crystal, and chocolate, and hopped with nugget hops. If you listen to the pre-show, you know that Jeff kind of put this on me blind to see what I would think of it, and uh, I immediately was smelling, I was smelling porter, I was, even when I tasted it, thought maybe alt beer, mm-hmm. and, you know, I still don't think I'm, I'm off from that, I think, it, you know, it, it's somewhat close, but uh, another thing is that we just haven't had a lot of brown ales recently, Yeah. so those are not, you know, high in our mind. Right. The um, color in this one, it's it's a dark beer for a brown ale if you don't hold it up to the light it looks almost like it's a black beer hold it up to the light it has a brown color to it yeah it's brown kind of a chocolatey brown uh filled off a growler earlier today from pizza daddy's now what is pizza daddy's it's a pizza place slash bar over That's in, it. yeah it's it's over in gibsonia and so who are the daddies involved i never really asked the hmm. question it's a husband and wife that own the place and uh, good beer selection out there. There's not much else, or at least when they opened, there wasn't much else in that area, immediate area for good beer. And uh, it's been a while since I've been there. When I checked in on Foursquare, it said I hasn't, haven't been there since November 2012. Um, I know Heather was there last year, and I got tied up at work, so I didn't get to meet him. But um, they're uh, undergoing some remodeling, apparently, like all their had a bunch of jerseys and you know pictures and posters and stuff up on the walls and it was like all down it was pretty stark and naked and the one restroom was fenced off and you had to go to the other restroom and hmm. so and their menu was scaled way back too so i was curious if the menu scaled back for the remodel or if they're scaling back the restaurant and you know maybe they found that the bars where the, the interest is you know well Maybe we'll talk about that more on the post show. Let's get back to the beer itself. So it's uh, got not much of a head, but that's to expect it from the growler. Those really mm-hmm. don't you don't get a lot of head, especially when the growler is only uh, an eighth full at this point. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I had opened it a while ago yeah. at my uh, father-in-law's house, but uh, it's still. I was the first thing I smelled was a little bit almost like smoky, uh, but also porter-like because there was the, that astringent note. A little bit of caramel notes. Ever since you said alt beer, that's that's what I've been noticing. I mean, it has has some of the brown ale and the caramel flavors, but I'm getting more of that 
continental, that German type character, mm-hmm. you know, something like where maybe there was reminiscent of a Munich base or maybe some continental hops in there. It does have Munich. In oh, it. does it? Okay. It does have Munich as, as in a malt. So what does that mean when we say alt? I mean, what's the difference? It, it's, hmm, it, it, it's a little, it's a little woody is the best mm-hmm. way I could put it, I think. It kind of, you know, I, I think I, I brought up cedar. As a that is a good way to put it. Cedar um, makes you think cedar's really good. I was going to say like birch bark, but I think cedar's probably better. Yeah, but you're right. It definitely has this little um, woody, um, aromatic wood of some sort type character to it. So as you know, as if the beer had that sort of infused into it, not doesn't taste like a cedar plank, mm-hmm. but there's some flavors that are going on as opposed to just say malty caramel and just um, like I think there's a there's a slight piney mm-hmm. hop, but it's a nugget, so it's kind of it can it can go in different ways. There's a lot of malts in this, right. so that that throws that, that helps with the. Uh, does it mention the yeast they use at all? Does not mention. Yeast probably plays a big role, and they're probably not using, you know, American Chico yeast for mm-hmm. this. Um, I don't want to hesitate. I'm not going to guess like something crazy, like hey, they're using a German continental, you know, hybrid yeast or you know, beer yeast or something like that. You're out too far out there trying to speculate something like that. But maybe the you know maybe they're using an English ale yeast or something, and it's kind of giving it you know. A little more of uh, an earthy. Well, so the you know the, um, I, I was almost crossing my things. You know, English hops are typically causing giving the earthy. But uh, let's see if we did like a like an English ale yeast, I would expect that to give it a little bit. The esters would be toned down some. Right. I'm trying to think like what the esters would. What I would expect the esters to be... Uh, I, I thought I had something here, and now I'm drawing a blank. Like, now I'm on the spot of, like, uh, what adjectives do I want to use? So I'm just going back... Instead of making those up, I'm just going to talk about what I'm tasting in the beer. Okay. How about that? Let me repeat the, the malts again. So you get an idea. Maris Otter, pale. Munich, Caramunich, extra dark crystal, and chocolate. It's it's a pretty mm-hmm. uh, yeah, diverse malt. Yeah, it's definitely. It's not a, It's not what you normally. It's not what you normally find in a brown ale, yeah. especially with the Munich in there. So, I mean, that's definitely giving it this, that your character. I'd have to say. I just noticed something for the first time because we're using these new dark coasters that you found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a. Beaglow. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, down I on the that. bottom. I've, we've been using these glasses for how long? But always on lighter colored coasters. And I've never seen that Spiegelow etched down in the uh, base. It's on the bottom of the base. So now, now we know. Thanks to these pleather uh, <laughs> coasters. These are we. I brought these from home. I was cleaning up and I found these Saver coasters. These are the first gift from the very first Saver uh, for uh, pretty nice pleather coasters. All those pleather fake cows that plastic mm-hmm. cows do. Yeah, fake plastic cows. All right. Beer is very drinkable. Mm. There's not much bitterness to it. You know, it, it finishes pretty clean. If it leaves anything in the aftertaste, you get a little bit of toast in the aftertaste that carries yeah. through. Yeah. 
Hmm. Now, is it mischievous or mischievous? It's it's not mischievous because oh. it doesn't have an I after the V, okay. so it's mischievous. Mischievous. Um, I am trying to figure out what else that flavor is besides toast because there, there's a little bit of like a cinnamon toast type thing, right? A little sugar too. But it's good. It is good. It, it's I have, it, it's almost funny that we're drinking the brown ale from Helltown because look at the rest of the lineup. It's like three IPAs. Yeah. And... Extra sinful bitter. That might be good. Uh, Purgatory Reaper's Harvest. But they have like three year-round IPAs that they make there. Hmm. Well, so that was Helltown. Let's mix it up a little bit. Let's go with the IPA next. All right. This is Threadless IPA from Finch's Beer Company, Chicago, Illinois. Now, is this Threadless based on... There's a t-shirt company called Threadless. And and I think that's their logo. <laughs> uh, a bird pulling... No, the the, oh. the cursive. Oh. Let me look that up. The there's no story on the can, just the beer. Let's see. It reminds me of um the Dr. Seuss or yeah, Dr. Seuss story called The Best Nest. Yeah, that's that's the same logo. Mm-hmm. So it must be a collaboration with the T shirt company. Reminds me of the Dr. Seuss story, The Best Nest, because the birds are out there stealing material for their nest, and they like unweave some kid's sweater, and the kid's like, what are you doing to me, birds? So Finch's Beer Company is in Chicago, Illinois. This is a 6.0% alcohol volume IPA that won the gold medal in the IPA category in the 2013 World Beer Expo. So, yeah, they say Threadless Finch Collaboration IPA. I don't know... <laughs> How's the t-shirt company collaborate? How the t-shirt collaborates, but hmm. Well, you know, just because they don't make beer normally doesn't mean they can't collaborate, right? It's in a one-pint can, red and black, with a yellow finch on it. All right, so nose is very different from the previous beer, as it almost would have to be. <laughs> yes, but it takes quite. a second to takes a second to recalibrate after that. Okay, uh, lots of citrusy hops, some pineapple. Hmm. Yeah, pineapple. A touch of mango, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a blend of of a tangerine, pan, pineapple, tangerine, pineapple, mango. There's something else is pulling at me there. Not sure. Pomegranate. Just a bit. It's tropical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a wonderful nose yeah. though. The color is uh, orange. Kind of like a um, a brownish orange. It's very cloudy. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's a this is an air freshener beer. This is a beer that I can smell a lot, and I will continue to. Pick this up at Giant Eagle. I think it was like twelve bucks for a four pack. What's the temperature? Let's let's see here. Do a little temperature blast and fifty four. Hmm. Thoughts? It's a uh, it's tough. It's tough to make the jump from the brown ale to this. It's hard to. It's kind of just blasting out my palate right now, and I'm trying to turn down the volume so I can actually uh, have some resolution on it. Okay, so I, I'm trying to find some information, and fortunately, actually, Beer Advocate has more information than the site. This has melanoidin and victory malts, and the boil starts with Columbus first word herping, first word herping, hopping. <laughs> uh, then they add a bunch more for bittering, so mostly Columbus and okay. As the hops. So the flavor, the flavor is not quite as tropical as the aroma for me. It maintains a kind of rindy, you know, tangerine rind. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's a great way to put it. It has that, that pithy bitterness to it. Maybe the hops are playing, hop bitterness is playing in, but it really tastes like just a bitter pith, you know, is a big part of the flavor. It's still a pretty bright. What is that bright part? It's almost like a. Hmm. It's like a, a, maybe like a grapefruit acidity or something like that, you know, like a. Maybe, maybe. Um, Trying to dial in on on the sweetness, which is get, is getting kind of blasted by mm-hmm. the bitterness and by and by the, the that pithy, note. right? Yeah, like that sip, I kind of tried to just ignore the pithiness, and it really tasted like a grapefruit juice at that mm-hmm. point. The sweetness that is there isn't much, but it's kind of graham crackery. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a slight. A slight sweetness, a little bit of uh, a little bit of brown sugar type thing, but it's just getting pounded. Yeah, you just get a, you know, like one fifth of the overall flavor is like the malt, and it's it's you got to look for it, otherwise mm-hmm. you might miss it. Yeah, this is a this is a bitter that will linger. It's staying around. It's sticking on your tongue. It's not uh, it's not entirely it's not offensive or anything, but it is. It threatens to linger too long, and I think that it needs something to balance it out. Which, what I mean by that is food. I think that this would go well with some pasta or something like that. Like, let's say a shrimp scampi would be good with this. Now that I'm smelling it, you know, has had time to have some to work at work, you know, with the air a little bit. It's getting a little more. A little more resinous or something like that, you know. It's getting a little more, uh... Hmm. What do I want to say there? I'm not noticing the tropics as much, you know. The, the big tropical fruits, it, to me, now it smells more resiny, a little more. Maybe, t- you know, a touch of sulfur is coming off the nose. Hmm. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I kind of, I still am smelling something tangent, something okay. at least tangerine esque, which is still tropical, right? That still falls into the tropical right. range, even though it's easier to get than say some other tropical fruits. But the pineapple's kind of gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Touch of kiwi, dragon fruit, and salamander. <laughs> How's that for tropical? Uh, makes me wonder if ever if anyone's ever going to make a uh, durian beer. <laughs> Just for the well, sick puppy made some durian homebrew. There you go. I wonder how that turned out. <laughs> I hit him when we had the durian fruit. I hit him up to see if he had any, uh-huh. so we could compare. But he was out. Well, if he, that means he either drank it or poured it out, right? He liked it. Okay. Or he convinced himself to like it or the other. <laughs> if you give it time, your 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 taste buds will get used to it. You know, we just had a, a pretty um, dark and uh, well. A different beer mm-hmm. completely, and so this is challenging your taste buds and yeah, putting them in a whole, different direction. A lot to come into it. I mean, I've had the three other cans out of the four pack. It, it's it's an enjoyable drinker on its own. I never really had to think about it, you know, too much here on the show. Thinking about it, I had a hard time putting a lot of flavors into the or descriptions into the flavor. Um, it was a little tricky for me. Well. But you know, I think it was also you know the change of gears was also rough yeah. too. Yeah, it, it's a new year. It'll take us a little <laughs> bit of time to yeah. fall into it. Yeah, that's it because we haven't done a show in so long. But in the meantime, if you would like to support us, well, my computer is not playing the song right now. But <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come in like later, <laughs> yeah. blasting loud. Uh, yes, we uh, had a great year. Ah, there it goes. Yep. <laughs> At the wrong time. Had a great year with the uh, the Amazon promotions. We appreciate everyone who has stopped going to Amazon.com and instead goes to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. You go to the same site, do the same shopping, cost you the same amount of money, but we get a cut of what Amazon charges and they don't. And so we just want to condition everyone listening to when you shop Amazon, don't go to Amazon. Go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Uh, if you would like to donate, you can just donate directly to us on our website via PayPal. But, uh, you know, I think the Amazon is, is probably the, the best way and, and the most efficient way you can donate to us. We really appreciate everything. And listen in the post show for Amazon Anonymous. Yes, we get a report of everything that was purchased. We don't know who bought what, but we do know what was bought. And we have fun picking out interesting items. And that's it. And if we make a fun of your item, it just means you have to buy more stuff. <laughs> oh, is that is that what it means? That's what it means, yeah. Okay. I wasn't clear on that one. We're not uh, belittling you as a person. We're just having fun with the item spot. Mm. All right. The next growler is another beer that fell up from Pizza Daddy's. And this is Anchor's Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I haven't had it yet this year. Why, why Wait, I have, what? Well, is that what it's called? What? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Oh, I see. It's it's technically called their special ale. Okay. All right. Twenty thirteen. This okay. is uh, style is the winter warmer five point five percent. Now, Anchor won't tell you much about it if you look on their website. Uh, it's available November through February. The malt is top secret. The hops are top secret. The alcohol by volume varies. First brewed in 1975. But according to Beer Advocate, this one, this 2013 one, is a 5.5% winter warmer. It's always a spiced beer. Another different one. Another kind of wildly vacillating (laughs) between different beers here. Well, I wanted to get the IPA in before we put all the spice on our tongue. No, it's so a good idea. Kind of no, it's, it's the right idea. It's a little cold, I think. Yeah, this was sitting in my trunk for a few hours, so it's a, it's a 50 right now. Yeah. Yeah. This thing's warmed up, especially with all those spices. You know, I I think that 58 at least, in mm-hmm. order for this to really you know, bring out its, its, its good taste. So... Where were you today? You were gone, I think, the whole day. Because when I got here, it was only about five minutes before you got here. Uh-huh. But your house was dark. I mean, usually you leave a light on or something. So you were yeah. gone a while. We uh, went to my sister's house because the kids hadn't seen their kids since. For, for, it was our Christmas exchange for them because when we got back, they had pneumonia. Uh, so So we met up with them. And then since we were near my father-in-law's house, we went over there and I had to fix up his computer and stuff. And... Uh, don't, you, don't you love doing that? Yeah. Uh, this is what we, uh, by becoming it's, IT guys, it's we're sort of... But for some for someone like that, it's it's so hard because, like, he needs he needs a good password. Oh, this is post-show stuff. We can talk about that later. You know, it's like, I want to set him up with, like, a good password manager mm-hmm. and, like, get him on the track, you know, so... He doesn't have his important accounts stolen right. and things like that. Well, I, I use LastPass. That's a really good password manager. Yeah, and you know that way you just need you need one password and it yeah, but fills in everything for you. Explaining to him how to even use that and how mm-hmm. to make all your website passwords random and stuff is is uh yeah it was a, it'd be a daunting proposal. He didn't even know his home Wi-Fi password or how to get it or anything um when i got there so i'm like i'm not putting up with all this today (laughs) all right back to the beer let me write down that for the post show because i do want to talk about this subject so if you want to hear more about the subject if i can write it down with the pen working (laughs) all right good so have you got a have you got it a little bit warmer the, yeah. the color is uh, really dark brown, really dark brown with, you know, a little bit of brown highlights at the top. All right. I'm up to 61, so it should be good. It's about the same color as the Mischievous, maybe a little bit darker. Clove, nutmeg, cinnamon. Very spicy. There's um, smells a bit of root beer in there, so uh, I don't yeah, know. sassafras, yeah. um, sassafras, maybe a touch of anise, something like that. Smells a little bit like a fruit cake or a gingerbread cookie or something like that. Well, I, yeah, I think that you know, the beer is always reminiscent of some sort of 
fruitcake or sugar plum or something mm-hmm. like that. Even though I know the one year there was a lot more ginger in it, right? So it was a little more uh, spicy than 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 what you'd normally expect. I had a sample of this at the uh, at the place where I was getting the growler filled, and uh, it seemed drinkable. Like, because I wasn't sure, do I want a whole growler of of this spice mm-hmm. beer? And I had a sample. I'm like, well, that's pretty drinkable, so I gave it a go. So let's see, right. let's see if that was a mistake or not. It's a there's a lot of gingerbread here. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what comes to my mind at at first. Gingerbread it gets a little hoppy at the end. We expect no less from Anchor. But then the gingerbread comes back. It's there's a molasses mm-hmm. kind of flavor going on here. A little bit of dark brown sugar. There's a lot of ginger and and clovey characteristic too. Cloves. I would say there's a. Definitely some anise. This see, this reminds me a lot of the sugar plums that I, I like to make for the holiday mm. season, with the dates. You know, so those dark fruits, right? There's mm-hmm. there's um, prunes, dates, some dried cherries, then the spices. You know, it's just, it's a big spice cocktail too. So there, there's anise, there's clove, there's um, I think figs too. Because um, I'm thinking yeah, about fig, uh, yeah, there's definitely figs. Thinking about a, a dish that I had at the party before I came here for the for the New Year's blast that we did. Um, they had bacon wrapped figs with I think some goat cheese inside or something. And it really couldn't taste the bacon; just had a slight kind of uh-huh. smokiness to it. So it was kind of the perfect use of bacon, right. as far as I'm concerned. A lot of the really fig sweetness came out, came through, and so I'm I'm tasting some of that. Mm-hmm. It's not too spicy, not too overpowering. I think it's a pretty drinkable beer. Mm-hmm. The um, as long as you're willing to accept a, a spice beer, mm-hmm. you know, some people just don't want to have yeah. those spices in their beer. So, and and if you're if you don't want a beer to taste like cloves, well, then this is probably not going to be a beer for you. But if you're okay with a spice beer, this is this is a very mm-hmm. drinkable spice beer. Flavor is uh, a lot of those, but I'm getting this really. Like, imagine, like, a really juicy ripe pear. You know, I'm getting a lot of that in the yeah. flavor, too. It's a little low in alcohol for a winter warmer, I think. You know, it's mm-hmm. at 5.5. I feel like winter warmer should be about 6.5 or 7. You know, it should have a little bit of that really warming quality from the alcohol, right. which isn't coming through. But that's Beer Advocate's classification, not necessarily mm-hmm. Anchor's classification, so I can't hold them. Yeah, I, I just think you just pin it to winter warmer because it's spiced. And it's Christmassy, yeah, right? And it's just, it's and it's dark. Well, yes, yeah, so it doesn't get any of the solvency, you know, from the alcohol. It doesn't give you that booziness mm-hmm. or anything close to that. But it sure is a comfy beer, right? You know, it's kind of giving you a hug with all the spices and and all the dark fruit flavors and the malts. You know, it's just a very comfortable beer. It's a nice cookie of a beer, right? I mean, it really brings across that mm-hmm. sort of that that holiday cookie thing or that holiday just dessert. I haven't had, you know, too much of these Anchor beers. Like, last year, I'm not even sure if I've had it at all. You know, I'm trying to think back to last year's Our Special Ale, and um, I'm not sure. But uh, I know there's been, been years where it's absolutely not been this drinkable. 
So mm. this is a nice, yeah, I, I'm happy I got a growler, but I can see myself drinking this over the next couple of days. Now, if you had to pair this with something, what would you pair it with? I, I would go with duck. You know, I can see that. I can see that duck. I can see it like even turkey. Mm-hmm. This poultry would actually work yeah. well because turkey turkey is a little less less yeah. extravagant, and yeah. uh, turkey would work really well. Yeah. You know, you could say what about uh, ham, maybe even too, because you clove ham. So yeah, I, I'm not a huge ham fan, so I would never pick ham as a as a food pairing. All so, right. um, but yeah, turkey or duck, I think would work well. You know, I don't want to stay away from obviously, you know, pairing it with like for like, you know, with gingerbread houses right. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Or vanilla ice cream, which go of with course, anything. Of course, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think uh, I think some kind of poultry or something like that would be good. What else could we do? Um, hmm. I keep coming back to fowl and things like that. Like I'm thinking like Cornish hen. I'm thinking, you know, like all kinds of, I just keep coming back to that. Yeah. that that's really, I think where this is for me. I think this would go really well with that. And, and the, the flavors or non flavors in chicken, mm-hmm. depending on how you look at right, it right. would, would help just sort of just to, to just barely flatten some of these out mm-hmm. and give it a little bit of depth to the meat itself. Wonder what which wonder flavor of could... buffalo wing would go best with <laughs> teriyaki? I don't know. Yeah, I don't see buffalo wings fitting at no, all. Actually, no. I was just joking. I just like you know, I was thinking of the little Cornish game hen wing. I'm like buffalo wings. I'm like no. no. But this might be an interesting thing if you were to brine a turkey. If you were to use this and then throw a lot of salt in there too, you might be able to to get an interesting flavor out of it. Or brine just some yeah. uh, some chicken meat or something. You could uh, maybe you'd want to use it actually in the like deglazing and stuff. You know, you instead do that of because you know use it a little bit later where it's a little more closer yeah. to the closer to the plate than you know putting a brine that's you know salted and cold and so far away and you know filled with E. coli and you have to dump it down the drain. You can't do anything <laughs> else with it. You know. Not so much E. coli as salmonella, Something. I thought, right? Yeah. yeah. E. coli is more beef. Yeah, I dig this. It's quite good. It's it's nice. It has really, you know, for a for a spice beer, which I would call it a spice mm-hmm. beer, it's, you know, it, it's, it's nice and drinkable. It doesn't lay too hard in with the spices. Uh, it gives it a nice sweetness. And I think, you know, especially after that big bitter burst from the IPA. This, this is mm-hmm. nice sort of a calm down, calm your tongue down in one way and excite it in another way. So, our final beer. This is the uh, holiday gift from Carl Strauss. They sent us a bottle of four Scallions. So it's the fourth in their series of their own 12 days of Christmas, you know, it was, uh, two tortugas and three, uh, parrots, parrots and a palm tree, two tortugas and Mauet Atra. So three Mauet, <laughs> whatever those are, um, <laughs> seagulls, three seagulls. Okay. 
This is a triple. 9% alcohol by volume, 9 on the SRM scale, which is yellowish-orange, 40 IBUs. They use Amarillo and Mount Rainier hops, and orange flavors, Vienna malt. Interesting. Four scowling owls. Thank you, Carl Strauss. This is a weird collection of, it of is. styles. Yeah, the Amarillo hops. I don't know Mount Rainier all that well. Um, Vienna malt for triple that's Did you say there was orange flavor or yeah, just? Yeah, they say orange citrus flavors. I don't know what that means. Oh. They're actually orange in there or not. I don't see it mentioned as an additive or anything, so I tend to think not. It says perfect for those chilly, in quotes, San Diego winters. Well, yeah. <laughs> San Diego, where basically it's 72 degrees all the time. All right, the aroma on this one. Again, we're jumping all over the place. Hopefully we can make this transition fairly gracefully. Maybe they're putting ideas in my head. I mean, we know that's possible. We know that psychologically happens. But I am smelling oranges. Uh, it smells... Um, uh, see, the first thing I'm smelling is a mix of um, somewhat booziness, maybe Belgian candy sugar, and some spiciness, but not... I don't think it's residue from the previous spiciness because it's kind of a cardamom coriander type thing. Excuse me. Mm. I haven't been brainwashed to smell the oranges quite yet. It's not quite brainwashing. <laughs> it's just plain old psychology. <laughs> Suggestion, misdirection, brainwashing, Munchausen. Speaking of which, I've been uh, practicing a little bit of sleight of hand with the uh, cards. Nice. I'm not good at it yet, so I'm not going to do anything. Well, write that down for the pressure, because right. I saw a magician at Disney, which was fun. If your pen works. Here. All right, so... The, the the spices or the the phenols from the yeast, those kinds of spices really rule this beer, and then behind that you get the nine point nine percent alcohol uh, booziness coming from it. Booziness might not be the right word, but the the alcohol vaporization off of that stronger beer. It gives it a, a real viscous quality. It gives mm -hmm. it a real a real feeling, really oomph right. to the to the beer. So it gives it so it feels very thick on your tongue the uh, there's a bit of chalkiness in the aroma not using it as a bad chalkiness or anything it's just it's just something that's there haven't really drawn it as being good or bad kind of uh maybe think of uh you know the yeast on 
like, you know, I'm thinking like the yeast on a grape skin, but I was trying to think of a different fruit that has a little more acidity to the, to the flavor, almost like a tomatillo. I was going to say like that, or like, you know, I was thinking of a certain kind, like I was imagining like a, a yellow grape tomato or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? I see where you're coming from with with the chalkiness. Yeah, it, it, I don't know if chalkiness is quite the right descriptor, but it's mm-hmm. close enough that, that it works. Right. Um, chalk is basically limestone. It's kind of limestone-y. Yeah. It's, but, but it has something else there to it that, that, softens that but I do in my mind see limestone cliffs as I'm uh-huh. spelling this the taste maybe I'm really hung up on those ch- yellow cherry tomatoes but I was really tasting like a tomato tomatoey type sweetness saltiness or you know something, not saltiness but I don't know I just really got this juicy tomato type thing on that sip. You're talking about those those really extra sweet tomatoes? Yeah, yeah, the pretty. Ones, yeah. They, they have those, at least where, where we are, these re, these yellow cherry tomatoes mm-hmm. that are really, really sweet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of what yeah. I was taking a sip. I'm like, it felt like I just bit into one of those. Mm-hmm. The yeah the, I think you're 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 kind of nailing it. I mean, there's there's a lot of such a weird description. It though. is it is you know because you think tomatoes what but it's not more. but it's not the kind of tomato that that you're used to. It it's a sweeter tomato with just a slight amount of acid to it that that gives it a. Mm-hmm. And and that sweetness, you know, reflects the sort of candy sugar that's in there, and it reflects some of the the yeasty character, like Jeff was saying. <coughs> Excuse me. Very highly carbonated on this one. Mm. I that's, expect that's, that. I that's part of the reason I was coughing there because yeah. the the bubbles tickled my throat. <laughs> Okay, so now it doesn't taste like all tomatoes right now that I'm drinking it. Get a really nice malt malt flavor. It really does the malt does get scrubbed by the alcohol carbonation. Mm-hmm. And it does go back towards that yellow cherry tomato again. But when it starts off, I'm getting uh something French bready, something like that. Moderate, you know, crustiness. Right. A little bit of um, Cheerios, actually. Yeah, a little bit of Cheerios in the flavor, too. I haven't had Cheerios in a long time. Definitely not Honey Nut Cheerios. No, no. Plain Cheerios. Plain old Cheerios. That's just, like, wheat and... Yeah, I think there's some oats. Wheat and oats or something like that. I doubt there's oats in this. Don't taste any of that Mm -hmm. sliminess. It's slickness, rather. Well, it's pretty clear slick. too. I yeah. don't. I think I'm pretty sure oats ruins the clarity of a beer. Mm-hmm. But something cereal like is not mm. too far. Maybe like grape nuts, even. 
Yes, he yeah, is. No, not not really. No, I'm wrong on there. I'm yeah, wrong on I'm that. I'm feeling Cheerios, actually. I just, I'm sticking with it. I'm having a really hard time identifying the malty flavors here. The the sweetness and and the alcohol and the the esters that are coming from the yeast are are really kind of taking me out of figuring. Out. I find you got to look for it early. Like yeah, as it's still in your mouth, you got to look for it real quick because it does the the candy sugar, the booziness, the carbonation, and the aftertaste. That tomato flavor, you know, the tomatoiness, um, really, sweet tomatoes. yeah, sweet tomatoes carries it a long way. And, uh, if you don't catch the malt early, I think you might miss it. French Betty, maybe slightly in the sourdough direction. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I know you're trying. No, 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 you're right. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's more like. More like a, a sugar cookie, maybe? I'm just so... I'm so happy with the French bread to Cheerios that I, I'm not sure I'm going right. to... I, I can't personally go I have not, Like else. I said, I haven't had Cheerios in a long, long time. So right. I can't... I can't say. Right. Whether it's Cheerios or not. This is a... Quite enjoyable. Actually. It is really. Enjoyable. It's, it's not. It's really drinkable for nine percent beer. It's drinkable for that. It's it's out of a lot of triples. It's uh, how do I put it? It's a little a more little softer. Right? It's softer, and it reminds me of something like a Westmall as opposed to a Chimay or many other triples, which are a lot sharper and mm-hmm. you know, and not as drinkable. Uh, I like other triples, you know, like. Thinking of Victor Golden Monkey, I'm thinking of yeah. all kinds of triples, but they're they're not as soft and um, fuzzy as this. Triples one. are the kind of beer that you know. Th- there are a couple beers that are like this for me, but I've explained it before. I think barley wines fit, fits the same thing. Where it's always like after I, I, while I have triples, I really like them. After I have them, I think, oh, I don't know, they're kind of oversweet, and I don't really like them too much. But mm-hmm. then I have them again. I'm like, wow, this is really good. This is a great mm-hmm. beer. Why do yeah. why do I get that that feeling right. afterwards? I don't know if any. There are other people who probably have other different other styles of beers that are the same mm-hmm. way, but triples are for me. I I've grown to now appreciate and, and and look forward to triples. Whereas I would say two, you know, four years ago, I was like mm, triples. I don't know about a triple show, right? Even though I like a triple show, <laughs> right? Well, I guess it's about time to rank these beers. This is going to be really interesting because I'm kind of in in the woods here. Well, that's, I mean, they were all good in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, it's not like we brought any knives to a gunfight, you know, it's not right. like any of these guys lose just because of the lineup, you know, they're all competitive, but they're all very different. And, hmm. Okay, it's a four-way tie. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> I mean, it's rough. Like, how... Okay, so I think, you know, the some shows we have to talk about why we make our decisions. Yes. And that's why, because all these beers are... You can say they're all just as good. hmm But because we force ourselves to rank them, we'll just have to say, here's the lens I'm looking at the ranking. Okay. I'm not saying I'm ready to start just yet. <laughs> um, now, why would I assume that? Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, I will just start talking through it. I think I'm going to put... I'm going to put the uh, the Finch's uh, Threadless in fourth place. I'm going to start from the bottom and try to figure out the top as process of elimination. Threadless was good. Had a wonderful aroma. The flavor was... It, it might have been because of the flight. It might have really suffered from that transition from the brown yeah. ale to yeah. it. I just didn't have a ton to say. And while uh, this is my fourth Threadless this week, and I've enjoyed every single one of them, Compared to these other beers, I didn't have as much... It wasn't as good for the show, right? I didn't have as much to talk about. Maybe that's part of the reason I'm putting it in fourth place, because there was dead air and I'm having a hard time figuring out how to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It tasted fine, though. It was a a wonderful aroma up front. The flavor, I I would like to see it carry a little more of that tropical fruit bouquet through the flavor. That would be awesome if it did. Uh, But... As it, you know, I'm asking them to change. It's a fine beer. Uh, in the third place, now it gets hard. It's yeah. really hard. I was hoping I would figure this one out by the time I got here. I think I'm going to put the uh, mischievous from or mischievous mischievous from Helltown. Um, it was a fine brown ale, great drinker. Had that German malt, you know, that Munich malt to it. So it had that alt that we really got hung up on and talked about for a while. Uh, very interesting brown ale. Not to any, you know, American brown ale type style or English brown ale type style, but still a delicious beer. Uh, I'll put that one number third. Number two, I'm going to put the Four Scowling Owls in second place. I, I like this one a lot. Um, a triple, when I say a triple reminds me of West Mall. That's high praise. That's one of my, you know, that's, yeah. that's the kind of triple I like. That little more softer, little more bready triple that's not as um, sharp with the candy sugar and, um, you know, hot on the finish. Uh, so, you know, that's high praise. And I like my triples in this neighborhood. And uh, I don't want people to think that the tomato comment was weird or gross or anything like that. It, it was just what we were tasting. It fit and it, it was more fascinating and good than anything. It wasn't weird or gross. That leaves Anchors, our special ale, is my top beer of the night. Um, maybe I'm giving it a bump because it was super drinkable, even though it had all the spices in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I did that or not. Maybe my subconscious did. But I really liked how it was this sugar plum fruit cake, you know, beer had a wonderful aroma. The spices weren't overpowering on the palate and it was just quite drinkable. I, I enjoyed that beer a lot. And uh, just thinking about, you know, having it with turkey, you know, I wish I had this growler at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, right now I'm like, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just a really well done beer this year. My, Rankings are slightly different, but slightly the same. Two are the same, two are different. Uh, I'm going to agree with Jeff that Threadless is uh, the, my least um, my least favorite beer of the night, I guess. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good IPA. The least of the favorites. The least. <laughs> I, you know, maybe a little overbearing on its bitterness. And that probably set it apart from the other three, I think, because it was, it, it didn't quite, it might, and again, maybe a flight thing, but it didn't quite hit the same level, I think, as the other three beers did. My number three is only because the other two were really 
I think better, or, or at least were, were the ones I enjoyed more, I guess is the better way to put it, is going to be Anchor Christmas. I, I liked it a lot. I liked the, the spiciness. I liked how it wasn't overdoing the spiciness. I uh, appreciated what was going on with it, but uh, I think the other two were more enjoyable to me for whatever reason. And I'll now explain the reasons. My number two was the uh, Four Scowling Owls, just like Jeff. Really great triple, lots of interesting flavors to it. The the way that it it doesn't, it's not sharp. That you know that that it was that kind of m- mellow version of a nine percent beer mm-hmm. is is exciting. That's interesting. It's fun to to run into something like that. So that that's really good. And finally, I'm going to put the Brown Ale number one. I think that had the most kind of depth to it. The most flavor depth that didn't just come from spices mm-hmm. or extra adjuncts or things like that. And there was a lot going on there and I really did appreciate that. And it did it was a brown ale that was not a watery mm-hmm. you know thing that uh that you can just dismiss. It was really, really good. Uh I, I would probably like I said, I would probably call it more of an alt beer than a brown ale, but they call it a brown ale, so we're gonna call it a brown ale. Yeah. <clears throat> it had it had a really neat uh you know, flavors to it. Okay, that's our show. All four beers were, were very good beers. Greg's cueing me to bring up the music, so here we go. Just figured uh, we end oh, on the same song. Ending with the cold ground, huh? Cold, cold Tom ground. Waits. Tom Waits. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 274 of Craft Beer Radio. We really appreciate you tuning in to the show. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit our website, craftbeerradio.com, for more information. Uh, we can be contacted via Twitter is the best way to contact us at CBR Greg at Jeff Bear. You can also email us beer at craftbeerradio.com, Greg at craftbeerradio.com, Jeff at craftbeerradio.com. You can do Google Plus and Facebook, but we're not likely to look at those, frankly. Sorry. And uh, we'll see you uh, very soon, most likely next week with uh, another stupendous episode. 275 for all you guys who care about this. The sesquicectacular. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. It's not a prime number, though. <laughs>